Welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan, Flew Eagle. Welcome. NBA Free Agency 2023. Wow, Jordan, we've done it. We've got here uh, a lot to, to recap, a lot of uh, weird moves, a lot of questionable contracts, but uh, some, uh, some nice under-the-radar moves as well. Lots to, to break down here, trades as well as uh, extensions galore. Mm-hmm. But Jordan... How are you? How are you doing, man? How are you spending your summer? How are you enjoying your 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 cottage, uh, your cottage lifestyle? Yes. You're done. You're done with the city. You're gonna. I, I think you're officially ready to just move out into the woods. I don't think you even need the Wi-Fi. You can just start writing in letters to the podcast <laughs> and all this to kind of. Uh, I'll, I'll voice act for you. Yeah, that's true. I mean that that it is hard. It would be hard to do that with my breaking news job to like you know write mm-hmm. in. Uh, you know. And mail it, you know, go into town. Send but a, I think I could send a raven. Yeah, I think I could make it work. But uh, no, man, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, you know, on the river, swimming, biking, uh, kayaking. I went once. I saw a beaver the other day. Actually, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, I saw a beaver on land, and I heard two beavers slap their big old tails in the water. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. You could say I saw three beavers. Um, Interesting. So yeah, hey, I'm up here. I'm up here in nature, um, and. Uh, yeah, I'm loving it, but I'm still I'm still locked into this free agency period. This is what we live mm-hmm. for, Matt. The, it, the the game doesn't matter anymore. It's just about what happens in the first week of July, man. That's that's all anybody cares about. Exactly. Uh, all these teams are, are going to be shaping up, uh, you know, to, to make their runs next season, and uh, there's going to be a lot to break down. And uh, before we get into some of the biggest names, uh, you know, that are rumored to be on the move, and uh, you know, very hopefully we are. We don't have any uh, any uh, what is it lim- uh, rate limits on uh, this podcast, so nope. uh, you know we're, we're we're going full blast. You guys are getting the full load of uh, big Doug Ball <laughs> talk content, unfiltered, oh, yeah. unscripted, and uh, unfortunately, Fred VanVleet leaving our Toronto Raptors, signing this uh, uh. The, the massive uh, you know uh, hundred thirty million dollar max deal uh, with the the Houston Rockets. Uh, he yep. made that money, man. He chased that bag. Yep. And you know what? Uh, it's I, I think this is kind of a classic bittersweet situation, Jordan. Uh, you know, obviously Fred Van Vliet. Uh, you know, both personally for us as well as you know, just as uh, fans of the game. Yeah. You know, we love his game. He's done so much for for the Raptors. But at the end of the day, did he really fit the Raptors timeline? And uh, you know, we're gonna get on his fit with uh, the Rockets in just a couple seconds here. But uh, you know, once they I saw they they signed Jakob Pertl to his big deal. I, I kind of knew the writing was on the wall, unless Fred yep. really wanted to, you know, try and make something work this coming year. Uh, you know that, that there was no reason for him to come back, and the amount of money that the Rockets were, uh, you know, willing to give up to him, I, I, I don't think you can really blame the guy. He, he gave, uh, gave his all to the city, won a championship with him, and uh, yep. you know we're, we're down to just a, a few members from that original 2019 <laughs> team. I believe it's just Boucher, OG, and Siakam left, and uh, that's, yep. it's, it's slim pickings at this point because who knows? Uh, Boucher may be on the move, uh, you know, possible name, and some trade talks in the offseason. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of moving pieces here. Uh, OG and an OB free agent next season. Yep. Jordan, I mean, overall, I mean, what what do you think uh, of Fred VanVleet uh, moving away from the Raptors? Yeah, it's uh, it is it's bittersweet, like you said. Like it's, uh, I, it, I'm sad to see him go. Uh, I'm. You love to watch him leave. <laughs> I do. That not, was Kyle, that as, was actually Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I was, was going to say Lowry. not as much as Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm. I, I'm I'm happy that he's gone and he's gotten his his payday because it really made mm-hmm. no sense. I would have been pissed if the Raptors gave him a contract like this. I think everyone would have well, been. I think they, theirs would have been even more. Four years, one forty, yeah. I believe, was his uh, his deal. He could have gotten. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I I'm 
I, I know, you know, the, the Raptors were kind of painted into a corner. Everyone's mad that he, he wasn't dealt at the deadline last year if they thought, you know, maybe he could walk away like this this summer. I, I, I don't know. I'm not as mad about that as other people seem to be. Like, there there's, you yeah. know, I don't know what the well, deals that- were. People are really wanting to no, and the people who really wanted to act like you know the the Raptors are letting everybody walk for no reason. All the names they've named, these big names. I mean, Kawhi leaving, he was a rental anyways. The fact yep. that he even played in Toronto was uh, you know up for debate, uh, yep. and the fact that he actually suited up and did it. Danny Green walking away. I mean, he was fucking over thirty years old. I mean, it's a three. He hasn't D done guy. anything like, since then, really. I mean, he was good on the Lakers the year after, but. Uh, and even then, yeah, it's it, it I that that wasn't really a huge loss. Like obviously no. historically they've never done well in free agency, but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this was one where it kind of made sense to just let him go. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, if you get to this point and you you think there's a chance you can you know bring him back, maybe he'll accept less money if he wants to stay. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I'm fine with them doing that and then saying, okay, if this is going to be the price that we're up against, we have to let him go. I'm fine with that. So I'm not, yeah. you know, I see people are like pissed, like, oh, you know, Masai and Bobby have lost their touch, whatever, whatever. And maybe, you know, we we can talk about that. But like this deal in itself, I think it, it's okay. I think, I think we can all walk mm-hmm. away and say, you know what? It's been great. Fred has really bet on himself and now he gets his, his massive money deal yeah. um, no that, that he deserves. No, not at all. And I'm also fucking sick. If any of you fucking people listening to this podcast, Raptors fans, have been on Twitter, uh, you know, fuckers. Uh, uh, trashing Fred Van Vliet through this past mm-hmm. year when the guy got a finals MVP vote, would not we would not have won that championship without Fred Van Vliet. No, no questions asked. Like, yep. he saved yep. us in Milwaukee. And then that he saved us. An ankle breaker step back in game six of the yeah. NBA finals. Pretty much won it. Yes. And and so, all, yeah, and, and he became an all-star from an undrafted player. Uh, and and yeah, he didn't have a great year last year, but but the, all you fucking idiots on Twitter who I see on you know Raptors Twitter, uh, trashing him, clowning him, saying you know we're Dennis Schroeder's just as good, whatever, what a great replacement. I that, I don't believe that either. But at the same time, yeah. it's it's a uh, you know it's uh, well I should say I don't believe that at all. I, I would have liked to keep Fred VanVleet, but um, you know it's it, I, I think it's okay the way it ended at the end of the day I don't know I, mm-hmm. I'm not as I'm not as you know I'm not I'm not outraged I'm not I'm on I'm not yeah. thrilled that he's gone I'm just kind of like it is what it is um and you know if if we want to get into how he fits with the Rockets I think I think he fits great with the Rockets and the, they're a team in an obviously completely different situation they have to spend money yeah. I don't really even think this is an overpay for Fred Van Vliet for them who ha- had like 60 million bucks of cap space or something. And they have yeah. all these young guys. They needed a point guard so badly. Uh, and, and Fred is just that perfect role. So I think it's perfect for Houston. Good opportunity for Fred. Although I don't think he's going to, you know, I-, I will say one thing though about this, you know, Fred deal. If he thinks he's going to go and, you know, he's, he- he's got Ime Odoka who's a winning coach and like all this stuff. It's not going to be easy for Fred. Like he's no, used no. to playing at high level basketball aside from like last year and, and in the, uh, you know, the Tampa year when the Raptors weren't good. He's used to playing good, high-level playoff basketball. I don't think the Rockets are going to the playoffs, and he's going to be having to lead these knuckleheads. So if he thinks it's going to be all fucking, you know, rainbows and shit because he's got all his yeah. money, uh, it's going to be difficult. And so I hope he took that into account. Uh, but I st- yeah. that being said, he's a perfect fit for them. He's just going to have to do a lot of that leadership work. Uh, and and work on the court as well. So we'll see. Well, he, yeah, he he. You're 100 right. He is just going to be a glorified babysitter in that locker room. I mean, he's going to have yeah. to try and whip these guys into shape. Him and Ime are going to have to, you know, they're, they're essentially Dylan cultural Brooks. signings. Yeah, is Dylan uh, yeah. Brooks well, a leader a or does he fit in no, with the young guys? He's, he's, he's get, how, how you <laughs> he's do, fellow kids? Line. 
yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He's, he's gonna fuck it up. He's gonna fuck it up too. Like he's not gonna help. Uh, he'll, oh, he'll, hey guys, I, you, you guys remember this one in Memphis? You know, do the AB. <laughs> the, hey, uh, go down the tunnel. We're, we're bringing it here. I'm stealing it. Uh, um, yeah, it, it, I think that was definitely like, they, they, those signings kind of counter, counteracted each other uh, in, yeah. in hindsight. But uh, I, I think it's kind of an interesting signing. I, I think of all the places to go. I, I think Fred. This was a purely for money. This was not. Yeah. He was wanting to get the bag. He doesn't give a shit. He won his ring. He's just getting the bag on this deal. He can go chase a ring, uh, you know, in four years when he's a free agent, uh, three seasons, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know that, that that this is all this is to me because at the by the time that his contract's up, maybe the Rockets like and again this is in the best case scenario that Jabari Smith and Jalen Green and Alperen Sengun they they all just become all stars caliber type players and they're yeah. making a push to the playoffs even then. By the time Fred Van Vliet's contract is up, they're not going to be coming back. They're, yeah. they're like he, he'll be walking. They won't need him because they already have so many guards on this team, so many yeah. ball handlers that they need to develop. Like if anything, to me, I kind of think that the Rockets, you know, that obviously the the on court production will be way better this year than the than in the past. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think, yeah. But you are at the same time like kind of hindering your your development of your your young guys because that's always kind of the tough thing. Like you want to bring in experienced players and, and skilled players as well, but you can't bring them in if they're too good uh, because then they're gonna you know they're gonna still want their their, their time. Like Fred Van Vliet's just turning thirty uh, this coming year, yeah. so it's not like he's by any means old, uh, especially with his play style. You know he takes a lot of lumps and bruises on the court, but I mean yeah. he'll be able to you know run the offense, shoot threes, and uh, you know but kind of. Mi- make his nice passes i mean he's uh, you know continue to improve he it was a career high in assists per game this past season so yep. uh you know he's he's gonna do well there and i think that you know you'll see a noticeable uptick in production from houston which i mean to be fair isn't uh, much in comparison to this past season yep. but yep. uh you know i i think it'll be interesting you know they, i think that you know moving josh christopher Jalen green's uh, bottom i think that was a tough move for everybody <laughs> uh everybody involved but the, you know he's, he's gone he's out of there and uh, that that kind of opens up some more of those guard minutes so uh, you know, I yep. gr- good move for Houston on paper, but I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to turn out in the long haul. Uh, but uh, you know, good good for Fred VanVleet. Go get that money, man, and uh, you know, bet on yourself, kids. Uh, take it take that into account. You know, you go undrafted to a, a max deal. It's uh, it's inspiring stuff. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, I thought you know this was always a possibility with any of the young guys left over, like Siakam. Uh, you know, it could still happen. OG, it could still happen. Just them. You know. Mm-hmm going searching out bigger money elsewhere um and if i'm honest matt again i love fred van vliet i love fred van vliet uh if it had to be one of them i i'm i'm i think i'm okay with it being fred because you know look because again i I, you know i I know i just trashed everyone who was trashing him but you know there are there are valid criticisms of a guy that short trying to you know be Uh, you know, lead a team and play the way he wants to play, and and you know it's it's hard for them to a be efficient. All that stuff, hundred percent. Yeah. So so uh, you know, it, again, I, I there's some validity to it. I, I'm I'm sad to see him leave, but I, it's funny. I remember writing uh, back when we wrote for uh, Raptors Rapture. Back then, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? And after Kawhi left, and after sort of the bigger pieces like Serge uh, and, and and Mark left. I was like, you know what? The Raptors are in good hands because they, as long as they have Fred, Pascal, and OG, these guys who had this experience, who were young, and then were a big part of that team, and and still had all this room to grow. Um, so it's funny that one of them is now gone because I thought they would really be sort of the for the next while the the leaders mm-hmm. of the team. But uh, I I still respect Fred. He gave everything he he, he could to the team, and 
yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with how it's ended. Like I said, and and yeah, go, go. I, I hope he makes Houston better than I think they're gonna be. Yeah, yeah. They didn't show much signs of life last year, but you know, I, I don't want to under uh, underestimate you know the the presence and the the experience, the leadership Fred VanVleet brings because it is immense. So yeah, yeah, and uh, Raptors fans get ready for point guard Scotty Barnes because that's probably and what's Dennis, coming. Uh, D. Schroeds. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't. If they start him, that would just be weird. You said, like, I feel like the writing's gonna have to be on the wall there to, to get Scotty in there at the point yep, that you I like so. Gary Trent and uh, and OG play at the same time. I think that's a smart move. Uh, yeah. But you better be taking a five hundred three pointers from the top <laughs> of the arc every in single right day, now, Scotty. Right as we speak, every single day. Yeah, oh uh, get in the lab, man. Uh, but uh, to move on now to a little bit more uh, speculative news, uh, because you know this free agency class, lots of signings, lots of things going on, and we're going to kind of rapid fire through some of these uh, at the end of the podcast. But uh, you know the the biggest names are all you know either mass extensions or now trades. And Jordan, it finally happened uh, for any longtime listeners of this uh, this program, this podcast. Uh, you yes. know that we've been clamoring for this, we've been begging for it, we've been asking for it, and uh, it's finally here. Damian Lillard requesting a trade from the Portland Trailblazers right after Jeremy Grant signed a uh, <laughs> massive, massive, massive five-year, one hundred sixty million dollar deal, uh, which we will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that one. I'm sure uh, down the line of the podcast, but. Uh, Damian Lillard, uh, you know, rumored to be uh, to move now from uh, the Trailblazers. Uh, the Miami Heat, the uh, the clear front runner, seems like that's the team that Dame is most interested in. Uh, but the Brooklyn Nets, the 76ers, and even the San Antonio Spurs, kind of in the mix right now for uh, weird, for his weird, talents. Weird. And uh, I mean, Jordan, of those four suitors, who would you like to see Dame suit up for? But then also, who do you think is the most realistic, best option uh, to to actually land him? Out of well, out of the four, you obviously uh, come to the Raptors. Hey, go Masai, go make off it the board too. Yeah, go off uh, the board. Yeah, that would be I mean, great. Hey, if you lose Fred VanVleet, you get Dame. That, that could be nice. Look, I, I sent you a package. You know, I've I've been looking. You know, you can, you know, go through the trade machine, look at what all these teams can offer. And I'm not joking, and I'm not being biased. I don't think uh, when I say the Raptors might have one of the better ones, even if they don't. Even if they, you know, refuse to include Scotty Barnes, which I'm sure they would, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, even Grady Dick, if they want to keep him, like, like you, if if you were willing to part with OG, uh, you know, part with Boucher, very tradable contract, uh, you know, maybe give up. Uh, who else did I have in there? Oh, I had Malachi Flynn in there. If you want to, you know, mm-hmm. take a flyer out the on Red him, Rocket. like OG Ananobi alone, like. Would you rather have if, – if, if you were the Blazers and you're like, okay, there's – you know, we're going to get a whole bunch of picks no matter what here, but we want to, like, center one youngish guy as our return, would you rather have Tyler Hero or OG Ananobi? Because I know a bunch of people would probably say Tyler Hero, but if I'm a GM of a team, no I would I would say Ananobi, I think. I, I'd say I'd yeah. rather have OG. He's so much more versatile, can play with different guys. Um, obviously, you know, the defensive upside – uh, Hero is a much better offensive Just player. Ball handling, but, ball handling, and playmaking. The, yeah, I think you know you could say finishing at the rim, OG, uh, outside shooting. I think you could argue OG too. Well, yeah, yeah, off the dribble, obviously Tyler Hero's got more juice and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, yep. anyway, I think it's close. And 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 the other packages that you know Philly has nothing to fucking give up unless you're going to include Maxi, which I don't think they they really want to do. They, um, they said they wanted to hang on to him, but they didn't get yeah. him that extension. They declined that. So. Ex- Exactly. So, so that we'll see. But, but anyway, uh, my my off the board team genuinely is Toronto as a fan, but also as like you know they could they could put together something enticing, and they have a hole at point guard. So you know, we'll, mm-hmm. but we'll leave that for now. I, the most fun and interesting one, like 
I like it would be really f- funny if somehow he went to the Spurs. That would be hilarious, and it would yeah. be super weird, and it would be kind of like a bet, not necessarily on this coming year, but like the next two, three years in the future uh, of when you know when Benyama starts making this impact, and then you have those two guys, uh, and and you fill out the roster. That's kind of interesting. Like that's yeah. if if Victor is going to be as good as people think he is in like year two and three, then the Spurs could you know depending on how they spend the rest of their money. Uh, and what else they do could theoretically be uh, a legit contender, but but that mm-hmm. that is dependent on Victor being really good. I don't know if Dame would. I don't know how big of a believer Dame is in that happening. That would be but a gamble. That's interesting. It would be a gamble. But the 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 safest bet, obviously, the place Dame wants to go the most, which has been reported, and the one that just to me makes so much sense is the Heat, obviously, because yep. they're so close to being this team that you know. They've been so close to winning a championship through the Jimmy Butler years since he signed there, um, and and you know twice they made it to the finals, haven't gotten over the hump, and you know him just a big three of of, of Dame, Jimmy, and Bam is just absolutely perfect on, on the court in terms of you know how a team should be constructed, you know playing to each other's strengths, and then you throw in two other guys in there, you know Kevin Love can go in there, Caleb Martin, yeah, they're probably going to hold on to. Doesn't even I don't even care who else they got. I don't care that they lost Struess and that they lost Vincent. That's all fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but just those three guys. Well, you got to imagine. You got to imagine they let their starting backcourt walk if they're uh, if they think that they actually have a good chance oh. to get Dame. Because otherwise, oh, yeah. I mean, they've you been... have to get them back. Yeah, and they've been. I think they've been circling it for a while. They've seen the writing on the wall. Their quest, you know, finally comes here. Um, but but yeah, I Matt think Riley will get a tampering tampering fine. Oh, I'm sure. There's just something that'll come out. Hundred percent, and it's the Heat. They are famous for making weird shit, at, you know, out of nothing, like you know, manipulating mm-hmm. the cap, doing whatever they need to do to make it happen. The mm-hmm. only thing is just that, you know, from the from the Blazers' end, is there a better going to be a better offer on the table? I don't know, but you know, and then they talk about you know it pro- possibly or probably being a three-team trade that sends Hero to another team. They can loop someone in there, but you know. I, I, the the only that's the only hiccup in the in getting that deal done for me is that you know the Heat don't have that many good young players that I'd be that interested in and their picks mm-hmm. are never going to be good because they're the Heat they're always fucking competing and they're always they're they're never going to bottom out unless they completely change their philosophy so you know obviously that Miami would fucking love to have Dame uh, I don't think that's a stretch and uh, no, you know no. it's it's just it's just on the Portland end whoever gets the you know puts the best offer on the table but I, I I, you know, if I was betting, I'd put all my money on, on Miami for sure. Yeah, well, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, the biggest thing for me is it's it's just brutal that every single superstar now is just talking about going to the East, going to the East. Yeah. We don't need yeah. – there doesn't need to be – like the West is so like wide open right now in yeah. the sense that there's not really that many good teams in the West. Like the Lakers legitimately, you know, their little retooling moves here could be contenders. I mean, the Clippers still even, uh, you know, they could be contenders if they're fully healthy. Like – that's how weak the West is right now. Like, there's 10 yeah. teams, again, there's still this year coming up. Uh, there's going to be 10 really good teams in the East. And then you go add Dame to any of them, yeah. then it just becomes even more competitive. So, uh, you know, as, as great as that is, uh, I would like a little bit more parity. Maybe some guys need to go over to the West. Uh, and, we, you know, we maybe we'll be talking about a guy who might be uh, leaving from the East to the West uh, after this segment. Yep. But, uh, yeah, like... At the end of the day, I, I I do agree. I think that you know, obviously Lillard wants to play in Miami, and you know, I, I I've kind of made my uh, my 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 opinion on this p- player empowerment, uh, especially during trades, uh, how I feel about it. Uh, it, it. It's great in some cases, but in this one, I mean, from what I've seen today, uh, even in uh, reports, is that uh, Dame is pretty much said he only will play for Miami this year, yeah. even if they trade him somewhere else. So. Uh, I, 
if I was any of these teams, like, uh, like if I was the Trailblazers too, like you kind of have to be a little bit pissed because it's like, well, Dame, I'm not going to trade you to the exact spot you want to be and then get a bag of chips in return. Yep. So I'm, uh, I, I, I do think he needs to kind of temper his expectations a little bit and understand that he's not always going to be able to get what he wants here. Uh, and, you know, the 76ers, uh, they're floating around in there. I think that that would be a, an amazing, you know, combination of uh, Embiid and Dame. But, you know, that that, yeah. that would be unstoppable offensively. That backcourt of Maxi and uh, uh, and Lillard would be a little bit weak. You might have to keep that yeah. uh, De'Anthony Melton uh, starting spot there. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Brooklyn Nets, I think, you know, I think they're still a little too far away. I don't think that, you know, adding Dame would really make them a contender, especially not in the East, you know, because uh, yeah. they'd have to give up a lot of these young guys that have really you know, made the team look great over the, the past year, uh, that little stretch they had. You know, Mikhail Bridges obviously would be untouchable. Uh, and you got to think Nicholas Claxton they would want to hold on to, and they just signed Cam Johnson to that huge deal. So yeah. outside of those guys, there's not really a lot of assets you can get outside of, you know, just draft capital. So uh, I, yeah. I think that the teams that he's roped into – uh, you know, like the Spurs might actually have the best package to offer. It's just yeah, does that maybe. really fit what Dame yeah. wants? Like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of prospects. You get Vassell, you get uh, uh, Keldon Johnson. And they like, have a whole a bunch of, of picks. They have a whole bunch yep. of picks. Not that they'll so, necessarily be good now that they have Wembenyama, but still, they've got a lot of them. My my hope, and this is like for Trailblazers fans, because you know what I've said, like I, I told you, I think that the, at this point the Trailblazers have become my least favorite team in the league because the <laughs> management is so shit. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I look at it as like a team, you know, You've kind of fucked yourself over. You deserve to be Seattle now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this team, I, I mean, if you hold on to Dame, you refuse to trade him, refuse to trade him, don't do any of this, and then you end up trading him for nothing or you get a bad haul in return, like then this whole thing, the whole holding on to him, you know, being loyal and all this shit was for nothing. Uh, and, yeah. and, I mean, that's partly on Dame, too, uh, in this, uh, this situation. So, I mean, I do – I hope Portland does what's best for Portland in this situation. Gives those – like, they've yeah. got a loyal fan base out there. They've got a lot of, uh, you know, deep roots in the NBA. So, my, my hope is that they actually get a good competitive haul. Maybe they uh, maybe they trade with the Nets. They get Ben Simmons. He turns into a superstar. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is going to be a crazy, crazy, uh, you know, final couple days of free agency. And uh, when Damian Lillard does officially get moved, uh, we'll definitely have to get on a, a quick podcast out for you guys. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But uh, yeah. to move on to the other uh, big name uh, superstar possibly on the move now in the, the trade wire, James Harden, the beard, uh, the former MVP. What a surprise! Already wants out of Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's he's he of all the players. Like I mean, he's kind of like the reverse version of uh, of Damian Lillard. I mean, he he Damian Lillard never wanted to request a trade. James Harden just does that for fun now. He just wants to check out yep. every single city. He wants to understand what it's like. And uh, you know, he he got Doc Rivers uh, out of there, and now he's ready to go find a new team. Uh, yep. And the two teams contending for his services right now uh, looks like it's just kind of a two uh, two man race between the Los Angeles Clippers and the New York Knicks. Uh, both teams would be interesting fits. And again, kind of similar to the Dame situation, it just seems like one team can offer a whole lot more in terms of a, a potential package uh, in comparison to the other. Because, I mean, hey, he him on the Clippers uh, 10 years ago would be amazing, this Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, James Harden yes, team. But, I mean, yes. this is uh, kind of uh, looking like the Los Angeles Lakers of last season uh, where they had the, the old retirement folks home lineup. Yep. But uh, between the two teams, Jordan, I mean, uh, w- what do you think? Uh, where do you uh, envision Harden potentially landing for uh, the, the, the 2023-24 season? Uh, yeah, I, I'd i say it makes more sense for him to go to, to the Clippers. Um Probably, although I, I think the fit's okay for for both, but I think 
you know the, the Clippers have Jalen really... Brunson has got he's he's got a he's got to have some shooters out in the streets to make sure that he that James Harden's not coming. I know, I know, but like the the you know the the Clippers have been looking for that table setter that uh, you know facilitator uh, who who can really you know get get the ball to to PG and Kawhi and and sort of run things and you know be be a threat themselves to score as well. You know the, the, James Harden is kind of the perfect guy to play that role. They they bring they have. You know, Terrence Mann, who sometimes has played point guard, they re-signed Russ to to this kind of small two-year deal, bringing him back. Um, you know, they, they they have guys, but not that real uh, sort of more more traditional point guard, which James Harden hasn't always played, but he's shown that he can really do that and has shown that he kind of more recently, you know, since he's lost his step and has been become less of a scorer, he's, he's been more interested in doing that sort of thing. So I think he'd work well with the Clippers. Um but again, it's just it's a lot. Then they'd be really fucking top heavy, and and they they'd be, I think they'd lose a lot of their depth, um, or that you know they, they they would have to bringing in him like those those three guys, you know whatever they're making. There's not going to be a lot left to fill out the rest of the roster, and mm-hmm. unless something crazy happens, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard don't play, uh, and, and so you know you you've got three guys, and and James Harden is so unreliable in the playoffs, like he. he you know, once again this year, uh, he pr- proved what we've all been saying for years, that he's just the, yeah. one of the, probably the least consistent playoff performer of our generation. Uh, you Maybe know, all time. I don't know. I, I, I would put that tag on him at this point. I can't think of anyone. I mean, yeah. all, people always talk about how Carl Malone's not as good as his stats. Carl Malone was the best player on two finals teams, for God's sakes. Like, Carl Malone yeah. actually got there, uh, and, you know, he didn't get over the hump. But, you know, James Harden, like, as, as a former MVP, a guy who broke so many records as... Uh, you know, thought of as one of the best, like, you know, two guards of all time. He's one of the all-time, yeah, if not the most, uh, you know, sort of not good playoff performer that, that we've seen. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just, there's just no way around it. So, you know, adding there's, him. There's plenty of guys that have had just bad luck. You know, their team, they yeah. play well. Their team just isn't able to kind of get over that hump many years. I mean, you could say Steve Nash, Clyde yeah. Drexler, uh, a lot of these guys that have, uh, you know, had great series, but their team just never reaches the finals. Yeah. James Harden is the reason a lot of these teams haven't made the finals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it's just the inexplicable, yeah, like two, two for 11, three for 11 games that he's mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. Uh, in big spots have just been awful. And then he doesn't really do anything else to, to make up for it when his shot's not not falling so you know we 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 all know who James Harden is so if the Clippers want to if that's who they want to bring into the fold there of this this team that like I, I I don't know if I would do it but you know theoretically on paper if they were all out there that that's what you know they should be called the Los Angeles on papers you know they they bring this guy in. I mean it's all theoretical yeah, with Steve, them Steve Ballmer built it a, he's built it through his software he, uh, <laughs> yes. he put all the he said okay here's your PAR this is what the the best uh, uh, result would be but his data hasn't changed in uh, you know six seasons so he's just he, like oh my god I know it's gonna be amazing <laughs> I know so so, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the ones who do it, but but yeah, I don't know if it'll work. And if, if you're looking at the Knicks, like, I mean, again, it's like James Harden should... Him and, him and Randall would fight, oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. And J- <laughs> 100%. But, like, if, if you're looking at, like, theoretically what the Knicks need, it is that sort of guy with a lot of pedigree who's like a perennial all-star who's, you know... James Harden's a former MVP, for God's sake. You know, all-NBA type player who comes in, fills a position of need for them at the two-guard. Um, uh, you know, it br- br- brings some size into a backcourt, you know, next to Brunson. 
but all the things I just said about Harden are still true. He's a playoff choker. He, 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 he doesn't mm. always... He's, he's not always like sort of satisfied with his role. Is he going to take the ball away from Brunson too much? Is he not going to be okay if Brunson has the ball with being just a spot-up shooter? We all know James Harden doesn't do fucking anything when he's off the ball, and he's not mm-hmm, gotten better mm-hmm. at doing that. Um, so, like, theoretically, yeah, he's like the perfect guy that the Knicks could need, and they have the tradable contracts to go get him, whatever. But again, I, I wouldn't do it. Like, I, I'm at the point, if I'm a GM, I'm not touching James Harden. I don't want James Harden there. He's, he's kind of like approaching Kyrie territory where it's like, this guy's not even going to be worth uh, the, the, the the trouble that he's going to bring. He's going to probably ask out in a few months, and he's not even going to show up for you in big games. Like, at least you could say that about fucking Kyrie. When Kyrie's in the game, he's actually delivered, uh, you know, many times. But, you know, yep. you look at James Harden, like, you just, you can't rely on him for that. So, if I'm the Clippers or the Knicks, either of them, I wouldn't fucking do it. I, I, I'd go somewhere else. I'd go a different direction. I'd keep my depth, wait for the next guy. But, you know, he is still James Harden. He just... He's going to command something on the market, but I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I know wherever he signs, I, or, you know, wherever, wherever, he's opted into his contract. So it's going to be a trade now, whatever the trade is. I already know. I don't think I'm going to mm-hmm. like it. Well, and, and that's the thing. And then moving also to, to another Atlantic division team, I think would be uh, a tough situation. Think that, yeah. but, but at the same time, the content would be amazing. James yeah. Harden and MSG, the the New York fans would not hold back on him. Like he he also has to really consider that aspect of this because he I don't know he's he's got a bit of an edge to him. I'm not calling uh, James Harden soft or, or anything outside of uh, you know off the court, but yeah. I mean on the court, yeah, he's a little bit a little bit of a charming kind of guy. But I don't think that uh, he could handle those New York fans for a full season. I don't I think that they might get to him a little bit. Uh, it'd be like yeah. the 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 it'd be the the Kyrie flipping him off behind the head, uh, yeah. or uh, the the, the <laughs> silencer know. by uh, by by his t- future teammate potentially uh, Julius Randle. But I mean, uh. yeah, on the court. I, yeah, I just think that him and Jalen Brunson would be kind of a disaster backcourt, and I think that uh, if you're the Knicks and you just watched what Brunson is capable of doing, like as being the number one guy on your team, yeah. I think you kind of want to build around him a little bit more. And I think RJ fits that mold. I think uh, you know Randall fits that well. Even Mitchell Robinson is good. Like if you can just, get I'd rather an have amazing... fucking I'd rather have fucking Grimes next to Brunson yeah, yeah. than fucking James Harden because he's gonna yeah. be awesome defensively. He's gonna hustle. He's gonna hit shots. That's all you need. You, you don't, don't need another scorer. Yeah. Next to Brunson. Exactly. Well, and you just don't need a guy who's going to want the ball in his hands. Command, yeah, and that uh, Command a lot of possessions. Like, uh, uh, any kind of off-ball shooter you could get would be amazing. Yep. I mean, obviously, he just signed, like, a, a big max extension with the Grizzlies. But, like, a guy like Desmond Bain, like, yep. that's a guy who would be a perfect fit. Just someone who doesn't need to move with the ball. Works all well off the ball. Like, there's there's a lot of guys on the market that would fit that criteria. And they criteria. just brought in DiVincenzo. They just brought in another yeah. Villanova guy who, mm-hmm. again, is another, like, shooting guard who's, who's very versatile and can come out like James. James Harden for me is is not uh, you know it, and I, I I mean we haven't even mentioned James Harden playing for Tibbs uh, you know how's that going to go you know defensively yeah, yeah. it's it, it would be kind of a disaster maybe I think. he unlocks him man maybe he oh turns him into a two A James Harden well but Who speaking knows? of that that's what I was like you know James Harden if he really again I don't think James Harden's serious about winning I think he's pissed off that no, he doesn't give a shit I'm, I think he's care. mad that the Rockets offered all that money to Fred VanVleet because like that was supposed to be me I was supposed to go and you know yeah. not give a shit anymore and just you know be in Houston. <laughs> Uh, but, like, if he was serious about it, maybe he would try and get to Miami. Like, be in that heat mm-hmm. culture, you know, be, be in that fucking, you know, army training facility. 100%. That would be a good fit. Like, I think that would be a good fit. But I don't think he wants any part of, like, a true winning culture. Uh, Pat Riley would kill him. He'd kill him. And, and Eric Spolstra, yeah. you know, the, the, the standards they hold players to in that organization, he would be, he would be fucked. But, if he, th- you know, there are other fits out there. Like, that, that's why, like, you know, the Clippers and the Knicks... 
they're not even necessarily the two best teams. Uh, again, I think the Clippers a bit more, but but even so, they don't have this awesome culture of winning yet either. Like they're, yeah, they're they've yeah. been up, and and the way that they've James Harden probably wants to go to the Clippers because he see them fucking bend over backwards for Kawhi, whatever they want. He's yeah. like, I need two days off a week to go to the club. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm gonna I'll, I'll play. You know. Yeah. Two days off to recover from the club. Yeah, exactly. Play Saturday, Play one Saturday game, prime time. One game a week, uh, and uh, and I'll go for two for eleven, like like I always promised. Yeah, yeah that's so. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But, but uh, twelve like, for thirteen James Harden. Free throw line. James Harden, you you can't just keep you, you can't just keep. It's it, again, it's it's very similar to Kyrie and like other. We've seen players like that. You can't just keep burning all these bridges and keep thinking you're yeah. you're this player worth all these millions of dollars. Like. Nobody's gonna fucking want you, and I think that's kind of where we're at. I don't think many teams yeah, yeah. want to be in the James Harden business unless you're super desperate, like the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, again, we'll see. We'll see what that, what happens here. I mean, the Clippers. I think that if they make that, yeah, if they make that move, like I said, it's the the old school retirement home team. They're uh, yep. they're gonna suit these guys out there. They're gonna play a hundred minutes together. That big three. So. Uh, I would exercise a very, very large caution there uh, if I was the Clippers. I don't think that uh, that Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George uh, combination, big three in 2020. How many games they play? That's what I mean. Like, I, I just don't think that they would see the court together. It would be, be kind of a disaster. But who yeah. knows? The, the Clippers, they, they love to spend that money in that draft capital. And they just got a couple picks that they're eligible to use. So, yeah. fuck it. Let's go and waste them, I guess. Uh, just just keep digging that hole. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Jordan. I mean, let's uh, let's talk about some of these signings, uh, some of these tra- even some offseason moves, trades, whatever you want. Uh, it could be anything you want. can th- say your mind to. Whatever Woo-hoo. you want, man. Uh, seriously, the, the world is yours. Uh, let's talk about the best, though. Let's start it off high. We'll go to a lows after with our worst signings of uh, free agency, and then oh, yeah. we'll we'll wrap up to this podcast. A nice hot, nice nice cool breeze to to finish off. But the best signings, Jordan. I mean, right off the cuff, what's the one move that you saw so far this this offseason that you were like, damn? Now that's a good move. That good question. I I, I liked a lot of them. Um, I like I. I but you oh, didn't love a lot of them. I, I know. Look, I. Because that's how I felt. No. Yeah. There's there wasn't any that I that I looked at and thought, wow, that's that's incredible. Like I I, off the top of my head, I thought the 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 Lakers scooping up Gabe Vincent was a really good move yep. for them. Uh, and staying with the those Heat guys, the Cavs getting um, Max Struess, uh and also who's the other guy? They got? Oh, they got Niang from 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 the Sixers. Two guys that really sort of fill the hole that they had at that sort of forward spot at, at big bigger wings that they just didn't have last year. I think those are two good moves for them on on good contracts. Um, God, I, everyone's fucking you know jizzing over what the Lakers have done. I'm like, okay, yeah, you re-signed Rui and Reeves. I I knew that was gonna happen, yeah. you know. Uh, and and I, again, I like the Vincent signing, but outside of that, I'm like, you know, everyone's you know talking about them as oh they they could be contenders again. I'm like, I don't think the Lakers are all that much different. Yeah, they're gonna be much better because they're not gonna start the year with Russell Westbrook and go one and ten or whatever they fucking started. But still, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not as hot on the, the Lakers moves as everyone seems well, then to they, be. They re-signed D'Lo to another and big D'Lo. contract. And then they got D'Lo and Vincent. Like, I mean, Vincent's yeah. probably going to come off the bench, which, I mean, is kind of a waste. Like, I kind of figured that they were going to let D'Lo walk after yeah. they signed Vincent. You Me get too. that two-way guard that you kind of need. But, yeah. I mean, hey, uh, we'll, we'll see how this works out for him. But uh, the, yeah. the Lakers made decent moves, though. But, like, yeah, you know, they I definitely did what, think people they did are what they had they're to overrating do. it. Yeah, and I'm like, they, 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 they had to bring back Reeves. Uh, that was a good move. And they... they gave up some stuff to get uh, Rui, so you have to re-sign him. We knew that as soon as mm-hmm. they, they made that move. So I'm like, yes, I, I was expecting them to do both those things. But everyone, you know, freaking out about Jackson Hayes and, you know, and uh, who else did they get? They got I Cam like Reddish, who Cam, I like. Your boy. My guy. Well, and, and 
if Jackson Hayes can get his head straight off the court, I mean, he's an intriguing guy to take a oh, flyer yeah. on. Definitely. I mean, 6'11", six, six freak athlete. Like, yeah. maybe you can make something work there. Uh, but, I mean, I and don't Torian really get Prince. To... Torian Prince is a Torian good Prince signing. Torian Prince is a great signing. Like, I, yeah, I, I Torian like, Prince is a great signing. I, I, I Only like one the year, moves. Four, four mil. Yeah, I, I like the moves, to be clear, but it seems like everyone's acting like they fucking swindled a superstar out of the, the, the market. I'm like, you know, he mm-hmm. made good moves, but, you know, I, I think everyone needs to calm down on the Lakers. But... I'll give them. I'll give them a you know a solid B plus. Whatever, fine. Um, sure, hey, that's uh, that's respectable. But uh, no, I, I, I yeah, I, I like the Cavs signings. I like what the Lakers have done overall. Um, and God, I, it's, I'm 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 kind of. We talked about Houston a little bit. They they went a bit overboard. The the yeah. with uh, who else did they get? They got Lawndale from the Suns as well. Who. Jeff Fine. Green and Jeff Green, um, another you know. vocal uh, vet guy, just to have sitting around yell yep. at you. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, there was another trade. I swear there was another trade that we didn't talk about that happened since we've last been on. I'm, I'm well I'm looking back. One through. of my one of my best um, my best signings that I have nodded down here, and it just happened recently, but was uh, was Obi Toppin for two second rounders. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was a great pickup. I mean, I oh yeah, like to, Obi, to the Pacers. Obi Toppin. To the Pacers, yeah. And, I mean, two second-rounders for a guy who was a top – I believe he ended up falling a little bit in the draft, but a top-ten pick yep. uh, was, has really started to kind of show his growth uh, as, a, as a player, a phenomenal athlete. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton said he's uh, going to be pulling the Patrick Mahomes Tyreek. He's just going to throw the lobs up, and uh, Obi will be up there somewhere. Yep. I think he's a perfect fit on this team. Like this, the, the Pacers are going to be exciting to watch next season, and uh, I think and any team, if you're willing to give up a two-second-round picks – I would have given up two second round picks to get Obi Toppin. Why not? That's just just a quality NBA forward you can develop. I mean, like he's only going to get better. Hundred percent. And there were times like in the playoffs, it's like when Randall was out, it's like is are, are the Knicks better with Obi Toppin than 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 Randall mm-hmm. in there in that spot? Like he was hitting threes, you know, getting out in transition, you know, competing defensively. Yeah, I, I think that's a great pickup. And speaking of the Pacers, they, they get Bruce Brown, which is again I forgot yep, about. Yep, my guy. Um, that's I think a, it might have been an overpay. I'm going to say it. 100% it was. I think it, it might have been an overpay. Huge, hugely. But, you know, again, the in, in Indiana, one of these young teams that has space. But now I'm looking at them, and I'm like, if Tyrese Halliburton can stay healthy, another guy who secured the bag, the 260 mm. fucking million, whatever he got. Um, insane. Insane. But, you know, I think he's going to be worth it in the long run. But, like, you have him. You have uh, Matherin, who you just drafted last yeah. year. You now have Bruce Brown. Um, uh, you, you, you throw Toppin in there. You still have my guy, Miles Turner, who I like. You know, if everyone can be healthy on that team, I think that's a frisky kind of lower-end mm-hmm. play-in team, uh, which they yep. already looked like they were last year, um, and I think they're going to be better. Yeah, so I, I told you. So obviously something happened because I dreamt that they were going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals when they were hot. <laughs> you're so, a year, uh, so, year early, Someone man. went back in time. Someone knew that I was going to put down a $10 bet. I didn't do it, <laughs> but they shipped, uh, if I had done it, they would have won, and yes. I would be a billionaire. Uh, uh, you were but, close, uh, man. Also, uh, it, the one I found, I, I don't even, I don't like or hate it. Joe Ingles to the fucking Magic, very weird. He just weird. wants to be somewhere warm. His, I, take I his kids so. to Disneyland. Like, like he, he just, yeah. I, that, 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 cool, I, cool, I, cool jingles. I don't know what to make. Vet, veteran voice, veteran voice in developing team. I guess. And they've got a lot of wings, but, you know, he's not exactly the type of player. Well, that's true. That's true. But, you know, he, I don't think he has any uh, tips to give Paolo Bancaro. They're they're pretty different uh, in terms of how they play the game, but maybe some... Oi, my ace fucking dunked the ball. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, uh, I, I, I don't hate it. Again, another team that just had to spend some money. Uh, more veterans on that team, the better. I think they're trying to slowly turn things around now. They've got mm-hmm. a bunch of good young talent. Um, but other than that, I can't really fucking think of anything. I mean, there's just a lot of re-signings. We, uh, there was talk about Brooke Lopez potentially going somewhere else. Uh, he ends mm-hmm. up staying uh, with with uh, with the Bucks. I think it was a good uh, sort of recovery from the Bucks. They had like 
questions about Middleton and Lopez, but bringing both those guys back, keep keeping Giannis happy. I think for now, I think they're going to have a chance, yeah. a chance again. Obviously, next year, even though Redemption. that core that core is getting older slowly, they're gonna mm-hmm. you know they they can't kick the can down the road forever. Um, but uh, but yeah, those those are the ones I can think of that I liked. Uh, and well, I, I mentioned it quickly. And Dante Divincenzo to the Knicks. That was a good one too. I like yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out one at uh, a re-signing. Uh, Herb Jones on yeah, that really four-year, $56 million deal. Same deal that Austin Reeves got, and yep. I would be way more interested in paying Herb Jones than Austin Reeves. <laughs> yes. uh, I I think that that's a great move. Oh, it's awesome. on a very very team-friendly deal, and I yep. mean, uh, depending on how the, the Pelicans decide to move forward, uh, they've got a lot of moving pieces and question marks around their team. That's a very tradable contract if they decide they wanted to move on from him. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, one of the best defensive prospects in the NBA right now, and you get him on a, a, a nice clean deal like that long term uh, i love that move yeah. uh some some homerism here uh and, and who knows if he's even going to see the court uh all that much this coming season but uh jalen mcdaniels to the yep. toronto raptors uh nine 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 point two million dollars uh over two years amazing deal so cheap such a versatile guy you know was looked at i i can't believe he couldn't get more his agent needs to be fired uh, <laughs> yes i i thought he was going to be getting somewhere close to well, nine he just million didn't a play like, he didn't play on the Sixers. No. that's the thing i, I don't think people but everyone know thought that was going to be yeah. That was going to be their defensive stopper when they met up with the Celtics, and they just didn't really give him that shine. But I mean, if anyone's going to be able to develop a six foot eight uh, two way player uh, like him, yeah, weird that he's going to be wound up on the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Project six eight, Vision six eight, it's still there. Uh, and and, and but the last can one we, that I want to can, wanna... can we quickly talk about the Schroeder thing? Mm. Do you like it? Because I actually like it. I'm fine with it. I, I think I'm it's cool. Cheap, I like and, it. And I, he, if he's coming off the bench, like I, I think it's a little bit too much money. But I mean, if he wants to come off the bench and just hustle, you know, trying to try and score off the bench, like we need a guy just like him. We need it. Hundred percent. I, I, yeah. Oh my god. I'm at, like, if 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 we somehow, yeah, just sort of had him as our bench uh, sort of leader last year, I think we mm-hmm. we have a better record. We make it out of the play-in. Who knows how we feel? Uh, but yeah, he's exactly who we needed. I think he's a good backup plan, um, you know, for for Fred. And he impressed me in the playoffs last year. And he impressed me before that, the summer before last season in Euroleague. When he played for Germany, he was balling out. He was hitting threes. I think he he's actually, you know, despite... He's got swagger, man. He's got swagger. And I think he wants to win. Like, I think he's a guy who actually yep. wants to compete. So I, I like the pickup, even though, you know, it's a bit of a consolation prize. I still like it. Yeah, yeah, and the the last guy that I'm gonna throw in there for uh, I actually like the signing again. Who knows how much he'll get used because uh, they signed a couple other guards after this, but they did also have an exodus of them. Uh, Derek Rose to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, all the vets, is, all the veteran point guards. It. Just run a rotation of him. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's like the most e- easy fit to kind of ro- just pretend that Jaws out there. Just he yeah. won't be able to actually dunk. Yeah. Uh, sure. But I mean, I, I think maybe John Morant also just seeing Derek Rose in the locker room might be like. Dang. Okay, I can't uh, really fuck this up, man. Yeah. Like this Let me is, put away uh, my piece. Hold on. I, I think Derek Rose could just shame him. Like whenever. Hundred percent. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember when I was on top of the world. Uh, Damn. Uh, have it back. And the jaw will <laughs> start holding. His start holding his knee. Start holding. Oh my God. What have I done? What have I? What am I thinking? Life. <laughs> uh, really change him, man. It'd be like, uh, what, what's that? It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, John ja, ja Morant's uh, uh, angel, his, uh, yes. his guardian angel, is Derrick Rose. He's yes. going to show him what life would be like if he uh, puts down the strap, or if he never put down the strap. Uh, so uh, who, who knows how it's going to go. But uh, uh, let's move on. Let's start shitting on people. It's what we do best. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Worst signings of the 2023 NBA free agency. Jeremy Grant. Uh, yeah, let's just rip that band-aid off now. That's a brutal fucking Horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible. I, wow. I don't know what they're going to do with this now. Uh, obviously, when, when they signed this, they had to have thought Dame was staying. They oh, must yes. have been like... Well, that's what I thought when the, I saw that come out. I was like, oh, they, they're serious about it now. They, they drafted Scoot. They're going to give it a shot. Yep. 
What five a- years, one hundred sixty million dollars? The biggest signing of the free agency period, like uh, uh, value wise. Uh, like, like he's not that good. Like he's a great player, no. but holy shit, not worth that much. Not worth nearly forty million a year. No, I, I don't get it. I don't get this infatuation with Jeremy Grant. Even last, when, whenever the Portland got him, and it's like, oh, this is this is gonna be the Dame sidekick. I'm like, Jeremy Grant, maybe could be like a good like fourth guy on a championship team i don't even think he's good enough to be like the third guy on a championship team maybe if your other two guys are incredible but like and if he plays above his pay grade i mean now he's really gonna have to play with like if he's not averaging like 24 this season if he's still on the trailblazers then this is just bad (laughs) well it's just like i i I don't know if you're the blazers what this does again they're another team if you're now going to be bottoming out you need to spend a certain amount of money fine you're spending on jeremy grant but i don't think he's he like i would have at least uh, like first of all who are you betting against who who else is coming in and offering that much money yeah. to for for jeremy grant i don't know who the fuck is so uh, like i would have played more hardball with him and would have sort of kept this as a possibility of okay dame might fucking ask out in two days i don't have to be roped into this guy for five fucking years it's uh yeah i i i hated it the most i hated it when it happened even in the event that dame stayed i hated it but now I hate it even more. Um, it's just stupid. Portland's uh, continuing to be the, the the weird franchise we don't like. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's going to continue. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, the the next one I want to throw up there, and we kind of mentioned him actually. We were talking with the Rockets, but uh, Dylan Brooks, four years, eighty million dollars, uh, twenty million dollars oh, a year to a guy who shoots thirty nine percent from the field <laughs> and uh, leads the league in shit talk. Uh, I just. I just don't know how the, the the Rockets thought this was worth the money. Like you literally, you just watch, and I know it was less related to his on court, uh, you know, antics and everything, but more to do with his off court uh, yeah. issues. But I mean, like the Memphis Grizzlies straight up said that they weren't even going to talk to him, interested him. Like before the free agency period, like well, yeah. literally the day after they were eliminated, like, <laughs> like this guy will it. no means no means yeah. will he ever come back to yeah. the, the Grizzlies. So. I don't know how you go and see like, damn. Okay, now it's our chance to give this guy eighty million dollars over four years. Like he and he's young enough. Like he's gonna be with this team. Like he's going to reflect the culture of this team. And yep. again, the guys that you have, I don't know. This team seems like they signed like one good role model and then two fucked up bad boys uh, right after. <laughs> so I'm, I, I don't know. The, the, it's just too much money for a chucker at the end of the day. Oh yeah, and if you're Houston, that's the last person you need. You don't need another guy to take time shots away from these other guys and. He, Dylan Brooks is not going to listen to anybody. Like he's not. He's not. Hell no. Hell he's no. just going to do whatever he wants. Um, and saga and, boy. Yeah, yeah. I got to respect it at the end of the day. But I mean, it's like the Rockets. This whole this whole idea of bringing in these vets and all of a sudden like boom. All, look, we we had all the high draft talent. Now we just need to bring in vets and we're going to be a good team. I'm like it doesn't work like that. You're. Uh, if I'm a young team building, I want my young guys to show me something first before I bring in mm-hmm. the vet. Like, like it's what we were saying with Oklahoma City. It's like now is a time for them to bring in vets because they're they've shown that they can make the play-in tournament with a bunch of like with SGA who's shown that he can be that like true leader uh, and bring these mm-hmm. other young guys along. They've got you know Williams and like all these other they're getting Chet back. Like they they've got this foundation that has already shown they can do something. The Rockets don't have that with their young guys. I don't know if any of them are really going to be that good. Like I'm still waiting. I I don't know if Jalen Green's going to be anything more than uh, like a. Like a fucking a maybe he'll score twenty points, but he's going to be a chucker. He's going to be a guy who you know a ball stopper who doesn't pass, and who knows if he's going to be a winning player aside from you know putting Shit up stats, D. all that stuff. Uh, you know Jabari Smith, like uh, all all these uh, 
like there's still too many questions around the Rockets. So I think they're trying to sort of reverse engineer how to get a good team going. And yeah, that Dylan Brooks thing, like Fred Van Vliet's obviously, you know, that's, that's, that's one I, I like for them, but Dylan Brooks, he's just going to take shots away from them. Uh, and he's not, I don't think he's the vet that they think he is, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, the leadership, all that stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm not super high on how good the Rockets are going to be this year. Um, yeah. and, and, and then they're going to have even less time to develop their young guys. So I, <laughs> I, a hundred percent, I think for me, Jeremy Grant was the worst Dylan Brooks, uh, pretty close second there. Yeah. And, and I, I gotta say, I'm really looking forward to, I just kind of pictured it in my head, had a little bit of a, that's so Raven, uh, look to the future. <laughs> uh, and man, if the, the Rockets are ever in a tight, like four seconds on the clock, they've got possession inbound. Uh, they got to get a three or a two to tie. Those possessions are going to be hilarious because yeah. every one of those guys on the court is going to think the ball's going to them, and they're yep. not passing out of it. So this yep. is going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on uh, down at uh, the, uh, the 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 I don't know what the arena is called Where anymore. To be honest, it's, is it the same one? Uh, is it American uh, Airlines? No, know. is that yeah, we'll go is that it. Dallas? I don't know. I Something just know like Smoothie King, man. Shit. Smoothie King's my yeah, only smoothie, one. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Smoothie King. Uh, but my last one that I had written down, and uh, this can't be a surprise for anybody who's, uh, again, listened to the program for a long time uh, or, or just heard me talk about basketball in general, uh, you know, even off the podcast. Uh, but one of the uh, – this guy has to have something over the Golden State Warriors management. Maybe they saw him knock out Jordan Poole and they're afraid of him, but this uh, yeah. guy is so fucking Mike untouchable. I've never <laughs> – I've never seen anyone get away with this, like the, the uh, yeah. shit that this guy does. Draymond Green, four years, $100 million after this season. I, I, I can't believe it. You don't pay $25 million to a guy who's just a versatile defender. You just don't. Like, it that doesn't look like any of the teams. They're going to take like, care of him, Matt. I don't even think Steph or Clay give a fuck about Draymond, really. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really don't think that they would care that much if he was gone. I think they would rather have a better competitive team. Uh... I this move just didn't make sense to me timeline wise. It didn't make sense to me cap space wise. Uh, yeah. Fuck Draymond. I I don't I don't think this is a good move whatsoever. I think this is a uh, uh, it's going to come back to bite them. And I mean again, the Warriors are just convinced that you know in this easy Western Conference now that oh well these guys have won the championships. They got that pedigree. They can figure it out somehow. Yeah. I don't think eventually this is not going to work. Eventually these bodies are going to keep breaking down, and you're going to be like kind of borderline Clippers territory where you can't feel the team anymore. And your young yeah. guys aren't going to be happy either. Like, six foot uh, 11 Kaminga now is like <laughs> probably chomping at the bit, waiting to get his moment, and then they see him sign uh, Draymond to this. He's not going to want to talk out. He saw what happened to Jordan. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> yeah, this no is just going to be a tough it's gonna be a tough scene this offseason, man, for those young guys. And uh, oh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think the Warriors get any better by keeping him on. Well, I'm telling you, I think we're gonna enter a really sort of awkward and borderline sad period of time with the Warriors, where they just they're yep. trying to take care of their guys from the dynasty. They don't, they're holding on to it. Like we, we, you see it, you know, teams holding on to like one championship. I mean, uh, uh, regrettably for rap for the it'll Raptors the, fans, I was gonna say it'll be us. In like we're a, doing a it. Years. We're still doing it now. <laughs> Everything is back to 2019. Everything Never underestimate we, the head of a heart of a champion. Well, <laughs> Everything we talk about, uh, you know, team building, your personnel, it all comes back to 2019. The Celtics are, are, are honestly still doing it with their 2018 championship, and they did it so long mm-hmm. after. So the fact that the Warriors have fucking five championships now, or no, is it four? Four. Four championships yeah, to, yeah. to uh, should have been five. Four championships to sort of look back on and sort of reminisce about, and you know all this stuff. Like it's gonna take them so long to get out of this. Obviously, they're never trading Steph Curry, but like this is what 
this is what teams do that kind of I think kind of bite them in the you know the the what, what's the fucking expression bite the them tuchus. in the leg whatever um, bite them in the ass bite man. them in the ass like where they're they they sort of yeah have this ideal of a person three years ago of a guy three years ago of what he can do like I like Draymond Green I have been very vocal about how important he was that that I think he's probably the sec behind Steph the second most important warrior through this run um, like even more important I I think he was more important while they were winning than even someone like Clay. I think Clay was more replaceable. Not that he was replaceable, there, but I think sure. Draymond was more of a important and impactful guy. The way, you know, versatility defensively was the reason they were able to go in that small ball death lineup in the first place. Uh, and, and sort of ball screens and, and the, the screens, the way he moves off the ball, the way the, you know, the little short roll, all the amazing stuff Draymond does. I've been a huge fan, but Kicking this guys in the crotch, a hundred percent, you know, the, the, the signature move, but, this this payment right now for him is like that it's it's sort of taking care of what a guy did in the past and it always with these you know you, you go back to the fucking contract that Kobe Bryant got after they had won their like all these these deals that you know players get past past their primes that uh, of these teams sort of you know paying them in gratitude for the, their past performance always comes back to bite them and i think you know, it's going to be sort of the same thing with Clay. Clay's going to want you know another contract from the Warriors after this, and they're probably going to give it to him. Like it's 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 going to be this. I foresee it being this kind of weird cycle of just paying these guys when they're really, frankly, not that good anymore. Um, and and I think it's it's a bit of a disservice to Steph Curry, who I think is as good as ever and can can still still has a lot left in the tank. Whereas you look at like the other the the other pieces from that team, Draymond and and Clay. I don't think it's really the same case with them. I think they're on the decline, and and if yeah. I if I was team building, I'd, I'd get out uh, from them if I, if I could as that's happening, rather than doubling down. And yeah, hundred million for Draymond is, uh, and for four years, like how old is he going to be at the end of that? Like Jesus Christ, close to thirty five, I believe. It's insane, insane. So it, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be something to watch in Golden State. I mean, the dynasty is starting to crumble, I think, and uh, you know yep. I think we better appreciate it while we we, we still can. Uh, and yeah, this year is going to be an interesting one once again for the Warriors, who uh, you know kind of overexceeded expectations once again this past season, but uh, they always seem to find a way to do it. So uh, well, yep. you know, well, we're not gonna not gonna count them out till we uh, fully see them uh, really down and out, but. Yeah. Uh, let us know at Big Dog Ball Talk Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, but especially, well, maybe we'll put, throw something out there on Twitter. But uh, what's your favorite or least favorite signings of the offseason? Uh, where do you think Dame is going to end up or James Harden or maybe any other uh, moves you want to talk about? Get at us at Big Dog Ball Talk. We want to hear from you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, help us grow. Help us you. Help us you help you us. Help us you yeah, help us. Yeah, we got us. it, man. Yeah, Alex, we got it. Help us. Out, Alex. Please. Help. Alex, help. This help. has all been a, uh, cl- a cry for help, really. I mean, if you've. If pretty much. Anyone, any, any empaths listening, you know who you are. I think anyone listening to this can probably understand that we probably need some some kind of help yes. in some way. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be loud. Alex, it. most it's of all. Great. Woo! Let's go, baby. Woo! Uh, big Dog Ball Talk by the Corn Jordan Flegel. And uh, we will be back soon. Uh, maybe uh, perhaps recapping a Damian Lillard uh, official trade. For uh, we can only We can only hope. But uh, when that goes down, what we day? know that. What day uh, does it happen, Matt? What, what day does it happen? I'm going to say July 4th. July 4th, two days. I'm going to say... July 4th. He's going to be celebrating the 4th of July, and he's oh. going to be lighting it up. Uh, then he's going to make it rain. It's going to be huge. Everybody's going to be going crazy. They're, they're waiting for the big day, man. The fireworks will be going off on the 4th of July. I'm going the evening of July 3rd. I'm going to hedge a little mm, bit and try and get ahead nice, of you there. Okay. Evening I of see. July 3rd. Yep. 
We'll see. You 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 you, you price prices righted me. I, I yes, said four dollars. You said three, you said three ninety nine. That was my plan. Uh, sa- savvy vet move. But uh, mm-hmm. everybody, be sure to follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk with the Mad Icorn Jordan Flegel, and we will talk to you again soon. And we'll ask talk my good at you friend, again. Jordan. We really will. Oh yeah, we will. We will definitely <laughs> talk at you soon. Um, go on, Matt. Ask my good I'm, friend, I'm, Jordan. I'm chomping at the bit. Um, this might be a bit controversial. There's a fire ban up oh, here. Boy. I'm okay with no fires, you know? Like, fires are nice. I get it. I'm all right. Every, everyone's like, oh, let's have a fire. Let's have a First of all, shmo- sm- I was going to call them shmores. S'mores. 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 I don't really like. They're kind of overly sweet. Give me a hot dog, for God's sakes. I'm not really like, you know. Oh, yeah. I'll slap have a s'more. A, I'll have a s'more. meaty brat down his, well, down the, right down the pipe. 100%. So that's better. But, like, I'm, I'm okay with you. You're out there. It's kind of cold. I, you, you, Spider weenie, you know, even, perhaps. It's better than a s'more, but, you know, s'more is kind of the go-to. It's what everyone offers. I'm like, I don't want a, b- a bunch of sweetness in my mouth. There's bugs out here. Uh, you know, it's kind of cold. Uh, you know, whatever. Things are getting kind of dewy. We're going to have to put this fire out eventually. I'm just, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm not a big fire guy. I don't know, Matt. I, I, I know that's a bit controversial, but. Get ready to, uh, we're going to have a big-ass fire in a couple weeks from now, man. And uh, it's going to be your job to keep it up. So, I'm telling uh, you, we'll. You, you we'll, better get over it now. They're, they're, they're strict up there. They see one candle, the neighbors, on during a fire ban, which I'm sure there will be. They're, they're going to call the cops on us. But I think we can we can take the, 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 the Bancroft fire crew, I think. Let's go. 1v1. Yeah, you you versus the fire chief. Yeah, we can do it. We'll set it up. Get the, get, get the, get the, get the ring out, man. Get the ring out. I'm fighting for the fire. I'm fighting with fire. <laughs> Uh, Pick up <laughs> yeah, all yeah, there we go.